0: Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, Hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, Got some rest. Got to enjoy the sun a little bit. Got to do whatever you did to uh, help you out during this pandemic. Uh, It was a good weekend for me. Uh, You know, did a little, uh, went out for the first time. You know, that wasn't business related. Went out, you know, went out to grocery shopping, all that with my parents and, you know, did all that. It's kind of great to go outside, you know, feel what society was like still. (laughs) under these circumstances, so it was a good weekend. Uh, sports-wise, it was a good weekend as well, but not for me personally being a Pels fan, so let's get straight to that. Uh, the Pelicans have been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention since uh, the Portland won last night and the Pelicans lost yesterday to the Spurs. So I'm going to get on the topic on the Pelicans real quick, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, some other games and some other players as well. So the Pelicans, uh, on Thursday lost to the Kings, which put them about two games behind and then they lost, or oh, then they won Friday, excuse me, mm-hmm. against the Wizards, which put them one game behind again, about 1.5 games. The math was very, uh, toffee-turvy for me, uh, and then lost to the Spurs. So here's my take on everything, uh. During this offseason when they finish their two games, because uh, it's now been reported that as soon as the teams that have been mathematically eliminated finish their second game, they immediately leave, you know, go to separate showers and then get a team mail, then go to the bus to leave and uh, go back home. So, what uh, I, my opinion for the Pelicans is that uh, we our center play is not where it needs to be at all. So. We we have trouble closing out the lane, in my opinion, for the games I've watched. We've had trouble rebounding, you know, and uh, no disrespect to uh, Derek Favors, but I don't think that he fits the system at all. Like, I feel like the only reason he led the team in rebounds because, you know, he's 6'11", foot. so, I mean, what choice do you have but to lead the team in rebounds, <laughs> in my opinion? But I, I don't know. It just seems like he, he barely... Jumps. It looks like he's not even motivated to be out there. Uh, it just looks like he's stagnant. He doesn't really move at all. At like a like a good center should. It's it, it just I don't think it's working out for him in, in New Orleans at all. And the fans also believe that as well. You know, seeing tweets and everything, it just, he's not the guy. He's not our guy for uh, center. And then with uh, Jackson Haynes, I mean, he just he's a rookie, so he's not gonna have everything on the dime his first year. Nobody will. But it's it, it feels like it's a better we have a better chance when Hayes is in there than Derek Favors. And in my opinion, uh, the lineup should have always been Drew, Lonzo. <clears throat> Excuse me, Drew, Lonzo, B. I. Brandon Ingram. Uh, who else? Who could have been the four? Zion could be the five, the center, and then you could bring somebody else to be the four. You know, you could you could at least have JJ in there, and then you could have three guard lineup and then BI of the forward and something to have us have a better chance in the center play. And then uh, you know, we were a turnover team. I would like to see if we let the the bubble in turnover. Okay, it seemed like every other time I was looking, we were turning the ball over, like making in an air and passes. You know we wa uh, plenty of players will have an open lane and then kick it back out and then turn it over when it's like, why don't you just you know go up for a layup or something like that?" So it's just the 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 ball the ball play is is kind of confusing, and we're not the best dribbling team either, so it looks like we we don't have it's always like I'm scared of like well they're going to turn it over because they can't dribble right It looks like we have a tough time dribbling the ball, so I think that's something we have to work on as well. Free throws, we have to work. It just—it's just a whole, it's whole—a a whole look in the mirror type situation. Uh, I also think that fairly unfair. I think Alvin Gentry's time has uh, concluded for New Orleans. Personally, I think that we need to go and look for you know someone else. In my opinion, probably a younger coach, probably the the help. I I saw some things talking about uh, Jason Kidd or Ty Lue. Something around that pressure. I personally, if between those two, I would rather have Ty Lu. And that's just in respect because, I, I mean, all respect for Jason Kerr as one of the greatest guards to play the game. But I don't think he's the type of uh, coach that we need right now. I think we need Ty Lue if we're going to do the – between those two. But we should be patient with our coaching search because we want to have a coach that will stick with us for a while and bring a winning culture that we want here in the New Orleans Pelicans organization. That's my opinion on that. So, you know, it's sad because, you know, there was hype around if the Pelicans were to win out, you know, you have the LeBron-Zion matchup, but, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. You know, with the schedule, I thought we would have the best chance out of anybody in the bubble to make it. And, And then sometimes it's just that, we didn't really play motivated at all as well. We never did really have a sense of urgency or we would come out the gate slow and then try to come back and then did that worked a few times. The two times it worked. (laughs) It worked uh, against against Memphis and the Wizards, but you couldn't do that against better coached or better well-rounded teams like the Spurs and the Kings and everything. And it almost seemed like The teams knew that our defense wasn't up to par because they would just kill us on the inside or kill us in the three-point. So we have to figure out why. We have to get a good wing defender, I think. Here's what I really want to happen. We trade a few picks, probably trade a player, and probably get Bradley Beal. I feel like we need a consistent scoring figure that we know that's going to give us 25, 30 you know, thirty-five a night, like you just know automatically. Someone besides Zion, you know, we need another scoring figure like that because we we don't have that at all right now. You may have Drew go off, or you may have JJ. Kudos to JJ, also. I'm a segue of that in a minute after I finish this point, but you, uh we need to have some more scores on our offense. I don't feel I feel like we don't have a consistent score that we feel confident can give us those points each game, every day, day in and day out. So, J.J. Reddick, this will be the first time that he's missed the playoffs in his uh, 14-year career. He was 13 of 13. Now he would be 13 and 14. Uh, that's a uh, – you hate to see guys that have streak like that. But, they, they. I mean, I know all streets can't last forever, but it just sucks when he was on your team when it happened <laughs> after having success of going to the playoffs for 13 straight years. I mean, that's a that's a – that's a wild feat to have in the NBA 13 straight. Like that's a, that that was a great, that's a great legacy that he built in his personal career. And you could tell yesterday that he went, didn't want to go home. He was giving up his body. He was shooting lights out. He had the most team points at 31. I believe you could tell that his heart and soul was in the game, trying not to get eliminated. So kudos to JJ for being a, a great leader, a great vet leader, always giving us the points we needed when we needed it badly and and i'm I'm looking forward to hopefully he stays with us because I think that his leadership and us keeping him I think that'll that'll help the team grow' because I know him and Zion have a great relationship, I know him and zoe have a Lonzo have a great relationship, so i I personally hope that he stays and doesn't want to opt out. I know he's under contract, but you know we we know those are about as good as a grain of salt. So we'll see where that goes this off season. Just just a lot of a lot of uh, work to do this off season. To try to get us back to winning basketball games and and having us back having a winning culture. You know, starting a culture with Zion that way he stays with us for a very long time. So it, it's not doom and gloom. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anyone in their right mind thought we were just gonna go and win a championship Zion's first year. <laughs> that that would have been uh, too much of a feat to give to a 19-year-old, 20-year-old rookie. You know, so I think it's just a point of being patient, you know, don't get too eager with the hype. You know, we're still a young team, developing team, but there are points that we need to make and we need to make soon so that we won't keep having seasons like this. So we and then try to keep Zion healthy, have Zion lose some weight, have Zion, you know, work on some skills, work on some defensive skills. And I think we'll be okay. For the time being, I think we'll be fine. But, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting a few years to see how the Pelicans uh, bounce back. So if it, it was a great season. Their season not technically over. They have two more games, but it's just like, uh, will they really play most of their stars? Or will they just rest them and not rest them getting injured to have them ready for next season? So we'll see how they, they do with that. So that's my little uh, point of the Pelicans right now. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Let's go with some of the storylines this weekend. Uh let's see Portland. Portland uh winning last night is now point five games behind of the the eighth seed, which means I, there's gonna be there's most definitely gonna be a play in game. It's just gonna depend on who will play in the eight and the nine because right now you have Phoenix who's undefeated in the bubble, and then Memphis, who has I think uh one win. In the bubble or two wins? I can't remember right now. But, I mean, it, it, it's, a cl- it's a close race for eighth. <laughs> Let's just say that. So, it'll be interesting to see this last week who will end up being in the play-in games, who's going to be eight and who's going to be nine. Personally, I think I'll just bet my money on Portland because, you know, Damian Lillard, Dame Dollar, Dollar Time, <laughs> Dame, He, he he's he, he's going out and he's playing his heart out, you know, after uh missing two big free throws. Uh, on a Saturday against the Clippers, who basically didn't really play their starters at the end, and then uh, having their little squirmish with Paul George and Patrick Beverly on social media, and then coming back and dropping a 50-burger on Philadelphia's head. It, it, it shows what kind of competitor and what kind of athlete Damian Lillard is. And he, he's one of those players that is severely underrated to be the type of player that he is still. To, so I feel like he still doesn't get the respect he deserves as one of the top guards in the league. I feel like he won't ever get that respect until he maybe goes to the finals and wins the finals. I feel like he's one of those guards that, that they're more like fans. Like, you got to show me. You can do something even though he's with Portland. So we have to see how that goes. But I'm a, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Damian Lillard. I love what he brings to the game. I love competitiveness. So we'll just see how it goes. Um, my my bet is Portland going to the AFC. So we'll see how that goes, uh at the end of this week. And how about that boy Luca? Luca Doncic. Doncic. I always have trouble with that last name. I always say Doncic right here if not Doncic, but Luca, uh what a what a weekend. You know, the he has the most triple doubles out of anyone in the bubble. And he's uh been he's been triple triple double machine since he's been in the league. I think he's the youngest player to have that many triple doubles. I mean, the fact that he's twenty one years old and doing the things that he's doing is like you would not expect. And I think that goes with, you know, the Euro League, you know, him playing with grown ups when he was, you know, young, when he was fourteen to sixteen, playing with grown men. So I think that has a way into it. And he even said himself his rookie year that the Euro League was tougher than the NBA. And I think that's in regards to like the physicality, you know, not the. the it's uh, easier to get calls, foul calls in the NBA than it probably is the Euro League. So not necessarily skill wise, because you know whenever USA plays the world, b- top to bottom, we're always the better team. We're always better skillfully and everything. But that's what I think he means by. It's easier because you know it's easier to get foul calls. You know a little bump and you can get a whistle. But the things that he's doing at 21, it's just like amazing. It's gonna. It's like he hasn't even really hit his prime yet. Most players hit their prime at like 25, 26, 27. You know, you know late bloomers maybe. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he can continue this streak. Because if he does, then and he stays with Dallas all that time. It, it, it's, I mean to me he might be the greatest Dallas Maverick to ever play for that franchise. No disrespect to dirt because I still I still give it to Dirt because, you know, Lucas still has some work to do, even with those amazing numbers. I mean he he has to go himself and solidify a legacy if he stays in Dallas. But I think if he stays in Dallas and wins a couple of championships or even one, I think he's right there with Dirt man. <laughs> like is he right there with Dirk. And the thing is it's not like he does his ball movement is amazing. To be, I don't want to say to be as slow as he is, but it's not like he's a De'Aaron Fox or a Russell Westbrook, but he still has people, he still drops people when he wants have people looking silly. It's just like he doesn't move, it's like he moves he the game at his pace, and that's a special talent you can get the game to move at your pace and still be a scorer and still be a great passer and still be a great rebounder. Not many players have that. Not many players have that skill. So it's going to be interesting to see. And uh, so, like I said, uh, it's going to be an interesting playoff. It's going to be an interesting season. And uh, I can't wait for it because I think it's going to be a one of the best playoffs we've had in a good while because we have so many great matchups and uh hopefully that uh we see some great off-season work as well for the teams that got sent home early because I think that all these bubble games have been great and it's been great to have basketball it's been great to have everything you know looking a little bit normal for sports wise Like I said last week, Adam Silver did a great job solidifying this and having a plan, and uh, let's uh, gear up for some great basketball games and gear up for the playoffs, y'all. Hope y'all have a great Monday, and have a great rest of your week. Peace.